Welcome everyone to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, joined alongside Dan Peck. Uh, McMurray. How you doing now? How you doing now there? McMurray. Uh, as we record this episode, it is May the 1st. Which means happy birthday, Glenn, who's still not with us because he's still on hiatus. Are you saying Glenn's no longer with us? No. Glenn is totally still with us. He's just quote-unquote working, so he's not here. I know, he's missing his birthday. He's missing his own birthday game and everything. Mm-hmm. Sigh. There is... This means he's going to take both of our, our birthdays later <laughs> in the year. No, we're still getting our birthday games. Even if it works out to him basically, like, owing an entire year's worth of games, I'm still getting my birthday game. Because by that point, I'm just going to be like, I want to play again. But yes, uh, the man known as Senor Glenjamin is turning the big 4-0 today. He is a young 4-0. And Glenn, I wish you the best, and we miss you, buddy. That is not the cat who is celebrating a birthday today in my house. That is Lily. But it is Perry's birthday as well. So I'll never forget Glenn's birthday because him and Perry share a birthday. Although... Odds are this isn't Perry's actual birthday, but he was a stray, and we just... Peregrine, Brandybook, Nosco, Amelie. <laughs> I called him a Peregrine once, and uh, that did not go over very well. <laughs> I also still love the fact that whenever people come up with the name Perry, most people recognize Perry the Platypus from Phineas and Ferb, but some people, and I'm not going to say who, but I did an impression of him last week, uh, he's still like, are you sure you didn't name him after Perry Saturn? Like, no. <laughs> I promise I didn't name after Perry Saturn. Oh, yes. Did I name it after Perry Saturn? I call him Saturn. <laughs> Look, I liked Perry Saturn, and I thought he was pretty cool as a worker. And, like, he wasn't my favorite, but I never had an that issue That guy with him. had a freaking golden touch because WWE shat on him every moment possible, and he was still over. Yeah, well... Look, I'm just going to say, I am not naming a cat after Perry Saturn here, now, or at any point. Here's a mop. Act like you fuck it. Okay. Look, I can literally name 100 wrestlers that I would consider naming a pet after, but that would be before Perry Saturn. Here's a goddamn mop. Get that shit over. I would name a pet Raven before I would name it Perry Saturn. So, that is... I would name a lot of things, Raven. Yeah? Before I would name it Perry Saturn. And I would name a lot of things Raven a lot before I would name a lot of things a lot of things. Because <laughs> Raven fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> but what about me? What about Raven? And we've We've had that discussion before. He's in my top ten all-time favorites. In fact, other mm, than Rob Van Dam, I'm our all-time favorites. Other than Rob Van Dam, he's my favorite ECW guy. Cool. The Raven. Well, Maven. Raven. 
Not him. Raven? Maven. Raven? Oh, God, that reminds me of that JR My Ass rap. Because yeah, that's... that's is that where you got... Oh, my God, yeah. Maven. Raven? 30 men will enter my ass. That's the best part of it. 30 men will enter my ass. <laughs> I can't help but look at the butt, JR. Oh, my goodness. You can actually find that one on YouTube, but a lot of those Angry Mark songs don't exist anymore. Which is sad because Collie Jolly Christmas was one of the greatest things ever. Sadly, that website doesn't exist. I know those songs are probably still out there somewhere. Somebody find them, resurrect them. But yes, this is a pro wrestling podcast brought to you each and every week as part of CKCC Radio, which is on all the things. Podbean is the main thing, but we're also on the Facebook, the Twitter, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And we have lots of other shows you can listen to, including the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where me and Dan review every Simpsons ever. The first five episodes have been recorded. You can check those out. My new show, Chris Ranks the Universe. I am currently ranking the Disney animation movies. You got 20 to go. I do. Top 20. We're going to have two episodes left. And then the show will be on a small hiatus while I prepare my next list. That's what it's going to be. It's going to come in. It's going to basically be a miniseries. It's going to come in. It's going to do its part. And it's probably going to disappear for a week or two or maybe a month so I can watch stuff. Because I'm working on MCU and I'm going to do Pixar. And I'm going to do... Uh, I keep... There were like three main... Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. There's three main things I want to do. And I think Dan might be part of all of those. Pretty much. Pretty much, yes. Gotta wait for the fifth because that's when everything hits back on Disney+. Plus. That's right. Are you going to Are you gonna do a, the marathon? A, uh, well, I don't know. Do I want to watch every theatrical release? You want to do all nine? I would. Because <laughs> you're even counting, like, the Ewok. I'm counting every. The... Yeah, I'm counting everything. Well, have you seen everything? Have you seen Rogue One and Solo? Yes. Okay. I saw Rogue One in the theater. Did you and see it that? Might be my favorite Star Wars movie. It might Ooh. be my number one. Bitches. There you go. Did you see uh, the Clone Wars movie? I did like a month or so ago. Okay. Remember so... when I was like, I'm going to start watching Clone Wars, and then I watched the two episodes in the movie. Have and you? Then I yep. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen well you should because it really does get better and i just watched a, a hardcore mindfuck episode with the force that's making me like jesus christ i gotta keep walk going and i'm only on season three and i'm and that even is doing the chronologic order because it's season three is mostly in order but uh have you seen the holiday special no have you seen the ewok movies no okay so you can pretty much be on for everything as long as you've seen I have read and read so many articles. It's basically about, like you've seen it. About the Christmas special. <laughs> I think uh I have read so many articles. I, I like the nostalgia critic review of the holiday special because it's got the the actual clips that you can see him referring to. But I think my favorite one is the one R. D. Reynolds did on WrestleCraft. Where he's just like, oh dear, everything is, oh dear God, why are they doing this? And all the celebrity cameos. And it's like, yes, and uh, 
Yes, Chewbacca's grandfather 100% watches porn. We are not making that up. Mm-hmm. I saw both Ewok movies when I was a kid, but I'm going to rewatch them to actually do the list, even though I'm pretty sure I know where they're going on the list. I want to just do it as a refresher, because I'm like, yep, Wilford Brimley's in it, but <laughs> I don't remember that that much about them. Plus, I think I know which one's going to go above the other one, but I'm also not 100% sure. I think the Star Wars one will probably be one episode, though. That'll be a really long episode, but it's probably going to be one episode. MCU, I'm probably going to split into two or three parts. Do it by phase, if you wanted to. Well, I'm only... You really, really weird. I'm only going to rank the first three phases. I've officially made that the cutoff is far from home. I am not going to... Even if... I don't get those episodes out after Black Widow comes out. I'm still, because it should have been out by now anyway, but still, it's not, I'm not going to go that far. Because we could do that one forever. But because Phase phase 3 really is the nice wrap-up, Far From Home just happened to be the take place after it. I was like, yeah, I definitely have to cut that off somewhere. That's why I had the Disney animation things cut off at Moana. But then once it once it came out and I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet and Frozen 2, I'm like, I'm going to incorporate them. Because I should incorporate them. Because I've seen them and I have opinions of them. So I just did. But again, there has to be a cutoff somewhere. Like the Pixar neither, one. Neither of those movies have made it on the list yet. Ah, Spoilers for your show. They so have not. Yeah, someone's been paying attention. <clears throat> Do you have, like, a list in front of you of what's remaining? No, I fucking just remember shit. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're some kind of beautiful mind guy. Yeah. I want to do a Can't ranking. get a girlfriend, but I'll remember what of the 80 movies you've talked about so far. <laughs> a, a fun one I want to do is a ranking of all 151 Generation 1 Pokemon. That one will be easy to talk about because there's not going to be that much to say about each one. So you can probably only do, like, three parts there. And I was thinking, I'm like, what's going to be, like, what are the shitty Pokemon? And one of my friends is like, are you going to do, like, the really weak ones at the bottom? I'm like, no, it's probably going to be Jinx and Mr. Mime, because fuck them. Because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, look, just look at them. It's like, Mr. Mime is a freaking Pokemon? It's a freaking person. I know. It's, that is a uh... person. I like the meme where it's like cuddling in bed with your Pikachu is cute. It's like cuddling with your Machoke is not so cute. It's like the big built Pokemon's like holding, like holding them in their arms. Like, oh yeah, that I have questions and I don't, don't want the answers. I'm still trying to figure out how Ditto can mate with anything. And I'm sure there's a deep psychological reason behind that, but. Oh yeah. This can't mate with another Ditto. No. I, I don't believe that's that's the case, no. But it can mate with anything. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, what what else is on CKCC Radio? Oh, yeah. Jeff Trelowitz has two shows you can enjoy, Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks. Uh, Jay Bunny's Music Hub. And as Jason actually messaged me earlier this week, he might have a couple new episodes to put out. So while we're still putting up the backlog, there's new stuff. And the first Monday of the month is just around the corner, which means a new Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton will be available to you. Making moves. Making moves. Making motivational moves. Making motivational moves. Yes. All right. 
Uh, last week's trivia question had to do with Vader on Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. You know, Vader was on Boy Meets World. He was Frankie Stacchino's dad, Francis Stacchino Sr. And there was, I believe it was like two episodes he was on, whatever. One of them was very important, very special episode of Boy Meets World. Where the boys tried to help Frankie bond with his father. And he brought them to his big wrestling match. Because if he beats this guy, he gets a title match at MSG. And this makes them miss most of Topanga's Sweet 16. The question is, who was the big match against? Who was Vader facing there Hmm. in Philadelphia that night that made Corey miss the Sweet 16 dance with Topanga? I don't know. Like I said, like I said last week, I was I was not a Boy Meets World guy, so all I know is that Vader was on it. I couldn't tell you anything else. Big match was against Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah, I would have paid to see that. Was it actually Jake the Snake, or was it like, yeah, a gimmick name? That was actually Jake. It was like obviously like at a house show, and they did like a couple extra scenes in there. So I like your grammar correction on our document here that when I corrected it, and now it says, who was the big match that caused the boys to most of Yeah, I was like, that's why I left it alone for a week, because I was like, no, your correction is wrong. <laughs> no, your correction is totally wrong, but nice try anyway, uh, Google Documents. Anyway, Dan, you got a trivia question for this week? Yeah, more turn-of-the-century uh, sitcom <laughs> questions. I like, when you, I like now when you refer to turn-of-the-century, you're just like, uh, it's, it, you're thinking about like, oh, George Hackenschmidt? <laughs> no. I'm not, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not thinking about Sherlock Holmes. I'm thinking about 1999 into 2001, you know, in that area. Chris Jericho. Yeah. He's here to save us. The Millennium Man. Because WWE is bland and dumb. Yep. Anyway. If you're, if you're a patron, you've already heard us talk about that. And if you're not... On an the, episode anyway. of That 70s Show, an episode of That 70s Show, The Rock... Played his father, Rocky Johnson. Yes, he did. Well, I'm not going to ask you that. I'm going to ask you, hey, a random wrestler walks by in the background during his scene, and he has 70 Styles button chops on. Who was that? He, who was who that wrestler? Doesn't he growl at Red? I think maybe. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about because I love Because they episode. go backstage after the show and, meet, and they meet Rocky Johnson. It's not Ernie Ladd. That's not the answer. Ernie Ladd uh, in like early two, late nineties, early two thousand. Yeah. No. It is not Ernie Ladd. Well, he plays himself. But yeah, it's not him. Yeah, I I know who this is. It's a. Uh, it's actually kind of funny to see him with mutton chops. It's a good episode too. Season one episode, so you don't have to go that far into that 70s show before you get to see The Rock. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, and someday my son will become the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Red's like, yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) Also, I'll give you a little bonus trivia. Who wrestles? What famous duo wrestles each other as preliminary guys? 
In what? On that episode? Yeah. A famous duo compete against each other in one of the shots as just a regular match. Oh, yeah? Do you remember who it is? No. All I remember is the, is the locker room scene. Ah, well, I will present that answer next week. Where answer to the question walks by and he has mutton chops. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Dryer sheet news. There's a bit to talk about here. So here's oh, what's yeah, happening. Yeah. So here's what's happening right now. Word on the street is that WWE is currently making an offer that anybody who asks for a release from their contract will be granted it. And as soon as that came out, one guy absolutely asked. Uh, Curtis Axel no longer with WWE. So Joe Hennig will be back out on the indies. In 90 days. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I don't know if they're going to... I guess they're probably still holding on to that. I mean, they're doing 90 days for all the people that got fired two weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And Machine Gun Carl Anderson's, like, been making random posts from his Japan days, posting old gear he had, and also posting literally a clock counting down. (laughs) It's funny how many, like, fans get incensed about certain people who get released, but, like... I think Heath Slater, Drake Maverick, and Hawkins and Ryder are the only people who are genuinely upset to be let go. A lot of those other people were pretty damn happy. I mean, do you remember last year when the Ascension got released? And Victor immediately went to Twitter and wrote FREEDOM in all caps, which, like, as many exclamation points as Twitter would allow? Until you get to 140. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, some people just, they, they get, they have enough. And... If if you can ask for your release, and they're going to grant it. Obviously, Curtis Axel wasn't happy, and the fact that he's Mister Perfect's freaking son, and he's really good, and he has been a jobber for them for the better part of the entire, basically the entire 2010s. You know, he got a mini push as IC champion with Paul Heyman backing him in like the mid 2010s, but other than that. Oh, and shout out to Robert Aitken, who was like, oh, I guess he's finally eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And I <laughs> I, po- I popped for that when I read that, so. Yeah, he's definitely gone over the top rope since. Yeah, well, he entered the next year's Royal Rumble and got eliminated, so. And that's kind of when the joke died off then, but so still. So, he hasn't been eliminated from that Rumble then. Yeah, I still enjoy the, the reference, though. Now, live shows may return soon. Uh, 25% capacity and exclusive to Florida, because that's basically the only place that they're allowed to run right now. Um, That's a smart way to get people back inside the building. Uh, Run at your low capacity, keep your social distance in the crowd. These empty, I mean, these empty arena shows, I haven't really been following them, but the ones I have seen, they've been brutal. Like, I watched the first week because I'm like, I gotta see this. And see how they they deal with it. And they were having fun with it. But now that it's the norm, it's brutal. So I look forward to seeing about six months of every other seat all on the camera side. Well, I would would 100% darken the crowd. AEW's been doing it the right way, in my opinion. But their shows took a huge nosedive in quality. And... I, 
I was like, man, they're actually putting on some good shit here. And then, like, two weeks later, they put on one of the worst shows I've ever seen in any wrestling capacity ever. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I, we, we definitely need people back for wrestling to be back to what it is. But I still give them props for at least providing us with entertainment. And I know people have their opinions about the essential business thing and whether or not they should be doing this. And that's fine. You can have your opinions. But I, for one, am still happy that even though I'm not watching it, they're still do- making an attempt to entertain people. So, So that's the thing. So, let's talk about what else is going on in the WWE. Kevin Dunn has apparently sold another $1.5 in stock. So, maybe he's getting the hell out of there. I'm sure they've got some, like, hardcore production people that are ready to take his spot. And considering his age, because I know he's basically in his 60s now, you know, he's not going to be around for much longer. And I'm sure... He's considered an employee, so he's probably going to get a nice severance package and retire. And all, all that stock that he got for being in for so long. Yeah. Unfortunately, he'll never get to win his Emmy. Because that's what he wanted. He wants an Emmy. Well, WWE ain't never going to win an Emmy, so. Even though they probably should, they probably deserve an Emmy every year. Probably. <clears throat> Uh, Rey Mysterio has actually stated that he would lose his mask in WWE if things were right. So good for him for being a team player, because we all know how shitty that went in WCW. I mean, Rey and Hoovy's masks, when they lost them, that was like a huge merchandise bomb. I also always loved the fact that Eric Bischoff claimed he wasn't marketable with the mask on. And we all see how well that worked for Rey without it. He was super marketable when he was Demon Mysterio. Sigh. Uh, Mick Foley wrote a really long diatribe earlier today about reconnecting with uh, Sandra, Nancy Benoit's sister. And at the end of it, he said, Nancy belongs in the Hall of Fame. And I like that take because it's not a take that you hear very often. The the talk is always Chris Benoit. And we all know that's never going to happen. But Nancy Benoit, there's a pretty decent push to, to see her inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's just going to be really weird because everything is just going to suddenly stop in like 96. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, what? And they're probably going to be like, all right, Sandra, you can accept the award. Talk about your sister. Do not mention anything else. And Nothing know... post-96. <laughs> However, I still don't think that will happen until after Vince is out. Because... Or they can just legacy induct her and just, you know, make a little one-minute video during a ten-minute piece. Or I didn't even think about that. You know what? That would probably be the best way to do it. Legacy inductee uh, is a way to get around a lot of things. Yeah. Good good call. Good call. You heard it here first. If she gets legacy inducted, you can all thank Dan Peck. Sandra, you're if you're listening, you better send Dan a nice little gift basket or something. <laughs> Remember, legacy inductee is a thing. I know we didn't have a, a, a thing this year, so 
it's a year in the past, but yeah. That's well, yeah, because I remember year. once once everything started kicking up, they just stopped announcing inductees, and I'm just like, yep, we haven't heard anything about Legacy, we haven't heard the Warrior thing, we haven't heard the Celebrity thing, and like, yeah, I think they just were just like, oh, fuck, this isn't happening, so just cancel it. Because it was... It I was, think they officially, everyone that got announced, I think, is officially in. Yeah, but they haven't, like, gotten to do a speech or anything. But they haven't gotten, they haven't done, like, a ceremony, but I think, like, Liger's officially in the Hall of Fame. You know what, though? Honestly, that's probably one of the, one of the times they should have done something and just had them come out and present a speech on video. <laughs> because you don't really need... A lot. In fact, I don't. I like the fact that I don't like the fact that they have live audiences for their Hall of Fames. I think that should I hate, be a I hate private. I hate. I can't stand it. This would have been the perfect time to do it with just, just let their the people. boys and their wives. Yeah, and the girls and their husbands. <clears throat> um, Dwayne Johnson will be bringing us Titan Games. And and guess when it's going to air? I will think it'll be uh, Mondays, somewhere between 8 and 11 p.m. Yep, The Rock is competing with WWE. Good luck, buddy. I wonder if he's going to get heat for that. I'm sure it wasn't his choice. Yeah, well, I'm sure it wasn't his actual choice, so... Uh, If if Dwayne ever calls and says, hey, I'm able to show up at the rumble and i'll be like yeah pal <laughs> uh this is kind of interesting this is a funny little tidbit at one point vince was going to kill off hornswoggle during the illegitimate child storyline where did you hear that piece of news dan uh i saw that brian gewertz who was like oh yeah the head writers yep. for a long time he showed an old draft from that storyline that had that happening. So. I mean, when the whole thing was Kennedy. Yeah. And then Randy Orton got him fired. Yep. (laughs) And so then you're just like, shit. Now what do we do? You know, it'd be funny if the midget was the kid. (laughs) Of course. And then JBL will come out and be like, he's not your son, he's Finley's son. And then we'll have one of the most forgettable WrestleMania matches between two guys who should never have a forgettable WrestleMania match. Yeah, basically. Son of a bitch. He took one of Finley's only chances to do anything at WrestleMania, and he did it in this shit storyline. Like, I saw Finley wrestle a singles match at the SummerSlam that I went to against Kane. It was the opening match it wasn't the dark match the dark match was Brian Kendrick and Paul London against Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch we will review that SummerSlam on a future VIP episode my my SummerSlam and it's uh, it's not the greatest SummerSlam <laughs> but there's there's a couple of fun highlights and I had a friend that, that I, the guy that I actually did like my original podcast with like in 05, he went to like a bunch of house shows where Blaster Lashley was on the pre-show. Oh, I, I remember when he was called Blaster Lashley. 
They tried him out for like a year and a half straight, apparently, on pre-shows before they debuted him. Remember when he went to TNA and was like really friggin' good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened? Mm-hmm. Went back to WWE. That's what happened. Yeah, well. There was a, his first... Hit him with your favorite pose. You know what? I'll just say I liked him and Leo Rush as a duo. I think they worked. I think he needs a hype man. <laughs> That's not Lana? Well, I did say hype man. Ooh. <laughs> I see. Mm. Soft spoken. Hard hitting. Do we love Bobby? I say your name is Finley and you are a bastard. Let's <laughs> love. Maybe we should find that episode of Raw when, when Donald Trump comes out the first time and calls him Bobby Lindsay <laughs> the entire episode until I finally corrected him. He's my man, Bobby Lindsay. Uh, my boy, Bobby. Actually, uh, it's Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Laster Lindsay. Bobby Lashley. Oh, my. Lashley. It's like the most Bobby Lashley we've talked about on here. By the way, that Roberto video... Lashley-o. By the way, that video is amazing. And it's still on YouTube. The tribute to the great Bobby Lashley. So, WWE is actually going to have another video game coming out without the 2K stuff. It's called Battlegrounds. It's in the All-Star format, but the the whole thing is much more cartoony. Like, the models look more cartoony, the action's going to be more arcade, high-hitting stuff. Which means it's probably going to be a lot of fun. And not take itself too seriously. I might actually get that. I might. I don't know yet. We shall see. we find out. We shall see. So yeah, uh, in a funny AEW snafu, because of the pre-taping and editing... Brandy actually got hurt in a match, but then later she was fine escorting Cody because the matches were supposed to be weeks apart but ended up on the same show. That is a TNA snafu. <laughs> so, just a funny little tidbit there from the AEW. Yeah, I wonder teams. why they chose to put them at, like, cut them up like that. I don't know. Ah, uh, who knows? Uh, there was something that they changed that they were going for. Ring of Honor is canceled through June. That is confirmed. Well, ROH couldn't survive somebody getting infected. No, definitely not. They got sued, they're done. And then I'd like to talk about this week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring. The Dr. D, David Schultz, and the Slap Herd Round the World. Now, I already knew Eddie Mansfield was a piece of shit before going into this, but this is just a reminder that Eddie Mansfield's a piece of shit. For just openly exposing the business and not giving a fuck. Uh, John Stossel. You know, I'm just like, okay, he's a 2020 reporter. He's he's kind of being an asshole, so I, I, I don't like him. But, Dan, did you actually see this episode? No. Okay. So, do you? but do you know the story? Yeah. Okay. So He was on an interview show, and the guy was like, hey, everything's fake. You're a bunch of dumb people. And he's like, had enough and smacked the shit out of him. Yeah, backstage at Madison Square Garden, and Vince actually put Dr. D up to it. He told him to go out there and 
he goes, and you know, we, we can't deal with this guy, so we're going to send out a legitimate tough guy who's kind of an asshole. And he smacked him, and he smacked him again. And then he went out and he had his match with Antonio Noki. And he's like, when I got back, Vince is like, uh, go to the hotel because there's some heat right now. And then they ended up firing him. He, he wasn't, no, they started burying him. He wasn't factored into the first WrestleMania, and then he was just, he was done. But Stossel sued Vince and got $250,000 and went after their doctor because he's like, you know, oh, their doctor's like, you've got this condition where you're, it's phantom pain and everything. He's like, it didn't even examine me. So he goes, did the pain remain? Well, it did until I got paid. And he looks right at the camera with that sleazy, that sleazy look. And I've never actually like, since the days of being a kid and still believing in kayfabe, I've never actually wanted to throttle somebody through my television screen that badly before. Like, if I, like, John Stossel, I wouldn't hit my brakes if I saw him crossing the street. Fuck this guy and his attitude towards wrestling. And fuck Eddie Mansfield for going along with him. And I love when they, they're like, they're interviewing David Schultz and they're like, do you have anything you'd like to say to John Stossel? He's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I popped hard for that. And oh, another thing was because they're interviewing they're interviewing David Schultz and he's going through like all these old photos and everything and he finds this picture of Hulk Hogan and he's like, yeah, Hulk got a big head and he didn't like me telling him he had, he had a big head. He's like, so he's an asshole. He goes, but at least I still got my hair. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Yeah, I came out of that as a big fan of Dr. D. <laughs> Like, it's not a, you know, it's not a heavy-hitting thing like the friggin' Benoit murders or or the uh, Dino Bravo thing. It's on, it's on more of the light side for Dark Side of the Ring, but it's so goddamn entertaining. Like, to hear his side of the story, and then there's a lot of, you know, like, I'd heard about the Stossel thing, and I'd heard... I've heard about the Eddie Mansfield thing and everything, but there was a lot in there that I didn't know too. So that's a very highly recommended episode. This wasn't the, the snooker thing where I got bored. This one I was actually super into and I got actively angry at John Stossel. So John Stossel is a prick and fuck him. Fuck him. I got nothing more to add to that. All right. Uh, Dan, should we mention real quick what we're doing on the VIP show this week? Nah. Before we get to the interaction. But how are they going to know? Hey, you guys remember that infamous picture? Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I remember. People are like, what infamous picture? Because that's very Remember this the great picture that came out at the end of the year, that the one year? It's where, 2011 where... ended with the young talent on top. When CM Punk was WWE champion, Daniel Bryan was world champion, Cody was IC champion, Zack Ryder was US champion, Air Boom were the tag team champions, and Beth Phoenix was Divas champion. Great picture. Well, that happened after Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2011. Yes. We're going to review TLC 2011 on the VIP show and... We're going to do a review of two hip-hop songs 
that Mr. Adrian Cotton recommended. Dan and I listened to each song, and we were going to give you a detailed review. And not being the biggest hip-hop guy, I think you'll actually find my review pretty interesting. But that's all I'm going to say, because you got to pay for that. But hey, patreon.com slash club kfabe. It's only five bucks a month to get access to everything. And that will always be the lowest tier to get access to everything. Obviously, if you're paying more, you get more interactions with us and everything like that. But we'll always keep it five bucks so you guys can have everything. And to those of you who are in the higher tiers who do get your shoutouts, I'd like to thank Glenn Kukan. Randy Moyer, Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Adrian Cotton for your patronage. By the way, and I got to Glenn hasn't cashed in his co-host thing in a long time. <laughs> no, he has not. By the way, I got to start. I got to get better at this. I got to start doing patron shoutouts on my other shows too, because that all does count. And uh, Jeff was discussing another possible idea for more patron exclusive content to tie into his show. I will let him explain that if he chooses to, when he chooses to. But it's an idea that I actually really liked. So ranking tracks. I've already exercised my hey, do this album and put me on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He and I have an album planned as well. Uh, Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory, my favorite oh, CD of all time. That. It's my favorite that CD. Record slaps. <laughs> All but, all, I love all but one song. Yep, it is probably the same song that's going to rank at the bottom of my list, too. Because it's kind of not a song. But it's there. And it's just freaking Chester having fun with his toys. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it. <laughs> we got well, enough room for one more track. Anybody got any ideas? I'm just going to go home and fuck around for a little bit and see what slaps. <laughs> Okay, well, there well, you, you go. got four minutes. <laughs> also, uh, Jeff has extended me an open invitation to be on any Weird Al themed episode, and I will take him up on all of them. We're gonna do that. It's gonna be a three man show then. Oh yeah, that's gonna be awesome. So yeah, that's all stuff that could be uh, coming up here. So this week on the interaction, I went to Facebook. I asked a question, and, and that uh, question was. What's your all-time favorite match, and why? Shit. Yeah. All-time number one favorite match. Dan, I think I know what yours is, because I think we've had this discussion. My all-time favorite match? Yes, I believe the... I mean, you know what my favorite Mania match is, but I don't know what my favorite match overall is. Oh, I thought you actually said that might be number one overall. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Um, I have no idea what my favorite match is. I can tell you what mine is, and it it, it feels cop-out-ish to make it such a new match, but it's my favorite match for a couple of reasons, and that is the first NXT TakeOver Brooklyn women's match between Sasha Banks and Bayley, when Bayley finally won the NXT Women's Championship. And yeah, it was kind of telegraphed she was going to win because Sasha was main roster-bound at that point, but... That was the best women's match of all time. Easily. The best women's match. Yeah, it wasn't like the previous takeover them uh, them before again. And like Bailey came out and she was crying before the match. Everyone's like, well, she's winning. And then she didn't win. And she didn't win. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. 
Like, oh, she's crying before the match. It's, she's winning. She must have gotten told right before the show. There's, there's something. There's, there will be something on the VIP show that will equate to what we're talking about right now. <laughs> that was very obvious, and I pointed it out when I watched that pay-per-view live. And then she lost. <laughs> but yet, and I mean, you know, they did have a really good 30-minute women's Iron Man match. Iron Woman match. But, like, this was the best match. It's it's a perfect, as close to a perfect wrestling match as you can get. And the fact that it was two female performers putting on a match of that caliber to that much of an excited crowd, it had a perfect finish. And, of course, Charlotte and Becky were ringside, so they came in. They did the Four Horsewomen sign afterwards. But... That is a match that defines women's wrestling. And as somebody who has always said women need a bigger role, I do believe that that match alone helped big time in the women's revolution and proved that women could have main event caliber matches. And that's why we finally got that women's main event at WrestleMania. And I do think that match had a lot to do with it. And I know if people are going to be like, but your favorite Sasha didn't win. She didn't have to. Your favorite person doesn't always have to win to to be one of your all-time favorite matches. You know what's another one of my all-time favorite matches? Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 19. Jericho lost that, and you all know I don't exactly have the highest opinion of Shawn Michaels, even though I love his performances. Doesn't matter. Fantastic match. Um, You know, the, the, the Bret Hart-Steve Austin match at WrestleMania 13 it has the double turn, and Bret goes heel. And but again, I love it. And the Iron Man match, Brett and Sean. Brett doesn't win, but I freaking love it. Your favorite doesn't always have to win for it to be a great match. <clears throat> so we got a couple of responses here, and I'm gonna tell you what their favorite matches are, and we can react to them. First one out the gate, uh, no description given, but we just mentioned it. Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 19. That comes from Michael Emrick, my former Kilimanjaro Safari co-worker. That's a fantastic match. You know, and I say it's the, the show stealer on that card, too. Like That show's all weird because of the acoustics are all fucked. Yeah. It's such a weird show to watch. Because it's in the Sky Dome, right? Uh... Or whatever it was called at that time. 19, right? Yeah. 19 is Safeco Field in Seattle. A Safeco Field, yeah. It's at a baseball stadium. That's why it was all fucked. Baseball. The acoustics were all wrong. The ring was a mile away. Like Edge's pop when he returned at the Royal Rumble was was good, but it could have been better if the arena was actually smaller. Because it was in a baseball stadium. And you're like, Biscuit's doing a performance, and you know the crowd is probably loving it, but you can't tell. Uh, I'd like to think that's legitimate. Yeah. I'm addicted to cracking skulls when people start static, and then that album never came out. Yeah, that song, that song was <laughs> fucking awful. Like, I will... I yeah, can, I'm a crack addict! I can defend Limp Biscuit to some degree, but my god, that... But yeah, uh, the student versus teacher element was excellent. And the match itself is phenomenal. It's got, it's wonderfully worked. It's dramatic. And, uh, and of course, Jericho, even, uh, 
he's like, I still wanted to be heel afterwards. So he's like, I'm going to kick Sean in the balls. <laughs> and Sean looks up with that pathetic face where he just goes, a hey, mouth, how could you? <laughs> uh, yeah, such a great match. One of my all-time favorites. Were you ready for another one? She said that I'm my all-time favorite. Well, Dan's still thinking about his all-time favorite. Maybe he'll reveal it. Or maybe he maybe. doesn't know what it is. I don't. I probably don't know. <laughs> so this one comes from uh, one of our number one fans in Club Kayfabe, Randy Moyer. Our number one question asker when we do questions. And he's always here to interact with us. And he's a patron, so he's a good brother. My all-time favorite match is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania 25. A great match build-up with incredible storytelling by two guys with over 50 years of combined experience. I don't think we'll ever see a match like that ever again. I agree, because I don't think there are any veterans around now who can go that to that intent, intense level on that big of a scale, because even... The vets that AEW has, AEW isn't going to be running any giant arenas like that anytime soon. Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, no one is. You know, I love... That match is another one. It's it's the match that steals the show from that pay-per-view. Because WrestleMania 25 was one of those WrestleManias... Sorry, that I think has, you mean the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, which was actually the 24th which was Which was the other Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker match. When Sean retired. Yeah, I hated that. I, that one always pissed me off. Yeah, WrestleMania 25 was a... It, that's a damn good match to reflect on. Because that's one of those WrestleManias where overall the show really didn't deliver that strongly. But that match puts it up a couple notches. Kind of like how WrestleMania 13 would probably be one of the worst WrestleManias in history if it wasn't for the one match. Mm-hmm. And that's why that, that pay-per-view always gets bumped. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic match to reflect back on. Uh, another community member, Chris Wright. And this is always going to be a tough one to reflect back on. WrestleMania 20, Triple H versus HBK versus Benoit. I was and still am a huge Benoit fan, and seeing him finally get the title was such a huge deal for me. Everything about that match was incredible. Take the end of his life out of the equation, and that's one of the top feel-good moments in all of pro wrestling history. It's one of the best endings to a pay-per-view ever. Yeah, because not only was Venwa on top, but so was his best friend, Eddie. And they do the embrace. And then after the emotional part, I love when Eddie's like starts shaking his arm like, come on, man, celebrate, smile. Because <laughs> we all know Benoit was, super, was Mr. Super Serial. Plus, he got Triple H to tap out. Which, by the way, is like the first time a main event was won by submission. Yeah. In WrestleMania history. Uh, we should review the Raw after that WrestleMania, because I was at that Raw. And that's when Triple H came out, and we were all chanting, you tapped out at him. And finally, I was like, ah, fine, fine, I tapped out, I tapped out. Is that what you want to hear? And everybody just pops. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to... actually be an episode of Raw I haven't seen. Yeah, we'll have to review that one. We'll do that one down the line. Good memory. Uh, Matt Hardman, another community member, and uh, another fellow podcaster, his racing, I want to call it his racing podcast, because I don't know if he's changing the title or not. 
but the Race Nerd podcast, or at least that concept, is coming to CKCC Radio once racing resumes. Matt and I have had that discussion. So, Matt, welcome to the team, buddy. His favorite match. CM Punk versus John Cena for Money in the Bank 2011. As a CM Punk fan, the drama of will he resign with the company and the infamous pipe bomb on Raw had me hooked. The uncertainty of his status, the very pro-punk crowd in his hometown, and a great foil in John Cena. When they are across the ring, they elevate their game, and it is must-see. Hey, that's a five-star match, according to the Melts. Freaking great match. Tokyo Dome. If only. Then it would have been seven and a half stars. Yeah, that's a that's a great match. And you know, John Cena doesn't know how to work. Actually, John Cena works very well. You just don't like the way he works. Same thing with Randy Orton. He's a really good worker. You just don't like the way he works. Same thing with Bray Wyatt and John Moxley. You know who's a really shitty fucking worker? The Great Kali. There's a perfect example. Yeah, uh, that was the summer of punk. We should go back and do that pay-per-view at some point. Because that was a... I mean, that, that main event is fantastic. And it's, uh, it is one of my all-time favorite matches, too. I've also called it one of the most important WWE title matches in history. Because it's a really important match. And again, five stars for a reason. Did you realize that the summer of punk was very punk light? <laughs> yeah, well, we all know where that led to. <laughs> so. I realized, oh, wait. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because didn't, wasn't one of those pay-per-views main evented by freaking John Laurinaitis wrestling? Yes. And against John Cena? Yeah, I, I remember that. And then it all led to the freaking, well, we'll be talking about it later in the VIP show. We sure will. What part of CM Punk winning the title was all to do this piece of shit feud. <laughs> uh, this is from community member Russell Wright. Nice and simple. Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. Five words say it all. I'm sorry. I love you. That was probably the last time I watched a pro wrestling match and legitimately got choked up. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. Because we were witnessing the end of Ric Flair's career. That was also a really... That was that, was that really crazy WrestleMania crowd that I watched with. with uh, where I literally had everybody in my house. It was Mike and CJ, Salinas and Decker... Nick Ashley and his brother Vinny, Antonio, Pat, Rob, Jason That's Shin. That's because you were leaving for Orlando, right? <laughs> yeah, so I was. I was like, well, I don't. I'm leaving, so I want to. I want to get everybody together, and literally everybody came over. And uh, yeah, we all, we all very much enjoyed that. Well, I know Decker and I admittedly got choked up. I don't, everybody else was trying to be all macho because you know, in front of that group, you totally have to be macho. And then Nick and Antonio ate an entire pizza each. And then Vinny did too and screwed the rest of us. But that's a... I've told that story before. Two more matches to discuss. This one actually comes from my brother-in-law, Jason Nosco. Austin versus The Rock. I forget which WrestleMania it was, but the one in Philly. That's 15, right, Dan? Yeah. 
because 17 was Houston and 19 was Seattle, so it has to be 15. Uh, Probably the climax of the Austin Rock era where that match pretty much settled who was better in the ring, in my opinion. The storyline going up to it and the match itself was just epic and really fun to watch. Just an on-your-seat type of match. Uh, probably my least favorite of the three Austin Rock matches, but I can appreciate why people would like that one. Because it was their first time out in a big setting like that, main eventing a WrestleMania. And Austin versus The Rock became the feud of the top guys. Because we didn't have... They alternated, right? Because it was 15, 17, and 19 are the three Austin Rock matches. Mm-hmm. Because... 16 slash 2000 was Austin was hurt. Mm-hmm. And then 18, Austin had that shitty Scott Hall match that he fucking hated. While Rock got to tear the house down with Ogan, so. Yeah, that's another one of those mediocre WrestleManias because it's Attitude Era. And it's too Attitude Era. But it still has some good stuff on it. And was like that... Undertaker, Undertaker killing the big boss man. Oh, yes. Yes. That's yes. Uh-huh. And then one of the big storylines going into that was, I, I loved this storyline. Billy Gunn wants to be IC champion. Road Dog wants to be hardcore champion, but what, 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 Road Dog has the IC title and Billy Gunn has the hardcore title. What are we going to do? Oh, God. Uh, attitude error storylines. <laughs> People forget just how shitty some stuff in the Attitude Area actually was. <laughs> and then uh, our final our final note here, there's actually two matches listed here. Uh, this is from Andrew. Andrew gave an opinion last week. He's my former co-worker, former restaurant manager of the hotel I used to work at, and he's still in restaurant management. He's the one who's personal friends with J.T. Smith. They were buddies before J.T. Smith became a wrestler. And of course... He goes back to his ECW roots. Cactus Jack and Terry Funk versus Public Enemy because it epitomizes the ECW. Also, Too Cold Scorpio versus Sabu. 30 minutes, almost nonstop high-flying action. Just a shame it was a draw. We should track those matches down and review them on the VIP like awesome show. versus JT Smith. Or right, does the dive and JT just lands back first on the top of the freaking... Ah. Dude, <laughs> going back and watching some of that stuff is freaking brutal. <laughs> so what's your gimmick? I fuck up. I- I- is it a gimmick, though? or Not really. Okay, well, have fun. Don't kill yourself. Uh, I mean, a little yeah. bit. I, look, I, I fuck up, and then I have to exaggerate it now. <laughs> we should track down some old ECW stuff to review on the VIP show. I mean, they got some of it there now. So Yeah, yeah. We can have a lot of fun with that. Uh, Yeah, thank you guys for the interaction. Uh, People enjoy this segment. And uh, Dan, maybe you should think of next week's question. Maybe. Come up with something. And if you guys have something you'd like people to interact in, uh, you can submit them to me. I will make sure I tag you when I post it on social media so you can be part of it. You defo tagged me because it was like, Chris is with Dan. Except I asking am, this question. Except am I? Am I? Am with I mm-hmm. All right. Well, I can't say it's my favorite match, but two of my favorite matches I've talked about before are on Shimmer Volume One. Mm. 
And it's Sarah Del Rey versus Mercedes Martinez, which ends in a time limit draw. Okay. After they beat the fuck out of each other. And the other is cheerleader Melissa versus Mischief, where cheerleader Melissa turns that girl into a pretzel the entire match. Like, bends her over the barricade. Is this on the same show, or is it... Uh, this is, like, yes, the same show. The very first Shimmer show. We should try to find that and review that down the line. That'll Shimmer be fun. I got the DVD right over her. I can not show you, because this is not a video show, and if I had the camera on, it's not facing a direction that's helpful. <laughs> well, thanks anyway for trying. <laughs> but I have it here. One of the only wrestling DVDs I have. Well, Dan, I think it's time to sing to you. Is it? It is, yep. Uh, Dan wants you to take some song lyrics and alter them to make it about COVID-19 slash being quarantined. Now, I'll try not to sing too terribly, but you already know that's basically what's going to happen. there. So... I could just read them like poems. Let's hope I know songs. Well, everybody pretty much told you what the song is. They did that pretty much for my benefit. This first one is to the tune of Yesterday by the Beatles. Okay. Now, what's the... My God, I haven't heard that song in so long, it's blanking. I keep wanting to do Come Together, and I know that's not it. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Okay. Quarantine, every day's just like the one before. What show have I not watched before? How I despise this quarantine. <laughs> Those are your lyrics. That's points. All right. I'm just going to... Uh, I have to jot these down because they're too long to cut and paste. So that was Randy Moya with their first oh, yeah. batch of points. Yes, sir. So it's just going to make this easier for me. Okay. This next one... Well, you'll know this one because it's a wrestling theme. On this day, we're in quarantine. Everything has come to a stop. Same old place, same recurring dreams. And we'll never leave, never leave at all. That's a metal quarantine song. It's Metaling Us by Alter Bridge. Yes, meddling us. Meddlingus. I always called it meddling us because I thought that was funnier. Also, I mispronounced stuff. Having oral sex with a metal vagina. Something like that. That gets points. I am very pleased to say that our longtime friend of the show, Josette Myers, has returned to Points or Consequences. Oh, there you go. Welcome back again. We miss you, Josette. Come back. Come back full time. Baby, come back. All right. It's the coronavirus. Everyone's all in fright. So stock up on all your essential vitals. And you can't leave your home quarantined all day and night. So just watch that Netflix show with the King of Tigers. I like that clever twist at the end. I was like, 
wait a second, this is going to go to, yeah. Yeah, that's where it's going. Where else could it go? Tiger Kang. Still haven't seen. Me neither. But now even my mom knows a Carol Baskin's rhyme. I know. I know. Neither. I've heard so much about that damn show that I've pretty much seen it. Carol Baskin. Points. That is published author Adrian Cotton. <laughs> this is Back in Time by Huey Lewis. Mm, okay. Help me, doctor. I, I can't. I'm trying to remember. I because I, I was about to sing uh, "Power of Love." <laughs> Tell me, doctor, is it safe to go outside? Can I go to the movies or an Alaskan gold mine? All I wanted to do was play some ball and day drink. So lock me away. I don't mind, but you better promise me that someday I'll be back outside. You gotta go back outside. Yes, you get points. Huey Lewis and the news. That's Matthew Hardman. Huey Lewis and the news. One the groups I grew up on. Huey Lewis. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you'll know this one. How come you're always standing washing your hands? Don't got no toilet paper and it's hit the fan. And the only food in stock is all the veggies in cans. It's COVID. It's COVID. Don't want to argue. I don't want to point blame. The Donald's using this to get some kind of fame. When lining up at Walmart is becoming really lame. It's COVID. Don't forget to buy wipes. It's COVID. I wish COVID, COVID would beat it. I wish all this crap would beat it. This one gets an earmark because you went extra. You went extra. So Tom Dickinson gets the first earmark. <clears throat> Tell me that the, the chef did eat it. Ah, this is uh, Thunderstruck. I was caught in the middle of a Walmart dash. Rona. I looked round to find the hidden toilet paper stash. Rona. And the crowd raced, and I thought, what could I do? And I knew there was no help. No help from who? Sound of the coughs keeping at arm's reach. The fear of layoff six feet each. You've been... Rona struck. Do, 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 do. Thunderstruck. I love the guitar rift in that song. Thunder. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow. Oh, wow, 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 wow. It's a good one. Yeah, that's points. So that will be points awarded to another patron. Mr. J. Winger. Mr. J. Mr. Winger? Is he heading for a heartbreak? Okay. Do you know the uh, Dragon Ball Z theme song, Rock the Dragon? 
It goes nope. dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, dragon ball Z. Nope. Okay. okay. Well, it's COVID, COVID, cough the COVID, COVID nineteen, COVID, COVID, cough the COVID, COVID nineteen, COVID, COVID, cough the COVID, come quarantine. Okay. That's it. Well, know your audience. Uh oh. Where is he going with this? You get fitty. Okay. Well, Joshua Vargason, you still pulled off 50 points. Admirable. I have seen two anime. One of them's Cowboy Bebop. Yep, I've seen Trigon and Cowboy Bebop. There you go. Yeah, that would have worked better on me, but still, it's... Eh. All right. My loneliness is killing me and my essential lovers ignoring me. Ignoring me. COVID-19 quarantine has got me going online to visit Pornhub one more time. That wasn't... No change there. (laughs) Good old Pornhub one more time by Britney Spears. Points. Okay. Russell Wright with the points. Some of us have had no change in in such things. (laughs) Because of this. See, this is why I wanted to do Come Together, because Come Together is the next one, and I remember that was in there. <laughs> it's say, I know you, you know me. One thing I can tell you is, you got to be st- <coughs> chew. Corona together, right now, all over me. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Wall. That's gross, and that's points. <clears throat> you're gross. Glenn, you're take, gross. Take your gross points. Happy you're birthday, buddy. Away. You're gross. And now we're at the chess ANZ. Okay, I don't know my Atlantis Morissette, so I can't really sing this one, but which, I'll read it. Which one? Is it? I, it's ironic. Oh my okay. God. It is a pandemic, don't you think? It's like plague on your wedding day. Stimulus checks when you've already paid. It's the high five that you just can't take. And did you just cough? It figures. Okay. I'm putting it in the song. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping you can. That's the earmark. Earmark to Dan Dahl. Earmark number two. Start stepping away. Dun, 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 don't stand so close. I don't want no corona. New York, New York. These vagabond shoes don't want to get sick. Cuts off there, but yep. You know what that is. I know what that is. Everybody knows what that is. 
Start spreading the news. They, I'm open today. And if they play the Frank Sinatra version at Yankee Stadium, that means they won. They play, yes. If they play the other version, it means they lost. So you always want to hear the Frankie version. The, sat, the Saturday version? Yeah. Yeah, well, the Red Sox play a song when they, they win about a guy getting robbed in Boston. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> The Red Sox. <laughs> the Standells, and I'm pretty sure I remember reading and hearing that that song is about the guy getting like beat up and robbed, but he still loves his town. Yeah, well, fuck the Red Sox. Yeah, you heard me, Jeff. Fuck the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get points. Well, that was Jeff Trellowitz with the New York, New York. So he'll. I pr- want to be a part of it. He'll appreciate that we tied in the Red Sox to that, and then he'll get mad that I told him to fuck off. But he'll tell the Yankees to fuck off, so it's it's a fair trade-off. And All this right. is our relationship. We agree, like, 95% in, on music. But then when it comes to Major League Baseball... All right. I hate this next person for making me sing this because of what the song is, and the fact that they went nice and long with it so i have to sing it even more <sighs> here we go now i know you'll be taking a shit right here covid19 still staying right here people stay in your house and get your hands off your face because if you don't care then you'll get sick covid19 could get you really sick so if you're outside stay away up to six feet bitch stay where you at or back the fuck up said back your ass up so i can get my damn stuff Back the fuck up, back the fuck up, but back the fuck up, back it right up, back the fuck up. Stores aisles packed in, face masks hand down, back up, back up, don't sneeze on me now. Breathe in your mask now, you sanitizer, back up, don't wait, gonna waste money now. With TP rolls and rolls and rolls, yeah, TP rolls and rolls and rolls, what? TP rolls and rolls and rolls, come on, cause I don't wanna catch the Rona. I hope I never have to sing another Fred Durst song in my life. Oh, every time now. Uh, You say that every time. Uh, uh, There's going to be a hundred rolling entries next week, even if it has nothing to do with anything. And even though it's my game. (laughs) You think you're special. You do. (laughs) I can see it in your eyes. Oh, God damn it. I can see it. And you laugh at me. Anyway, that's points. <laughs> points to the chiller. Don't ever make me do that again. <clears throat> All right, pen ultimate entry. Wipe that nose. Use the Kleenex quick. Grab some Lysol now and spray that shit. When a problem comes along, you must bleach it. Before the door is grabbed, you must bleach it. When something's contaminated, son, you must bleach it. Now bleach it. Bleach it good. Can you get points for your Evo? <laughs> points for your We're Evo. not, man. We are Rona. <laughs> <laughs> points for your Devo is a pretty good... <laughs> I just That sounds like a name for a band. Points for Devo. your Devo. Cover band. All right. Final entry. 
Hawkins Rider at the door. Rusev Day is no more. Two good brothers and Heath Slater have been fired too. Mike Kyoto will miss you. Mike and Maria, you guys too. Sarah Logan, is she back? I'm just as lost as you. Vinny Mac doesn't care. COVID-19 everywhere. Fuck the agents. Fuck the trainers. Thank God gender's still employed. It's the coronavirus. It made Drake Maverick cry and lots of old people die. But Vince is essential. So he'll keep on making shows forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Have no fears. We got stories for years. <laughs> Have no fears. We've got bookings for years. <laughs> Like Rusev becomes a robot. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we fired him too, and a doodly do. Um, has has Cena ever owned a bear? How about a crazy wedding? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, they're all crazy in wrestling. Yeah. You know, it's funny, the one wedding that actually went down normal in, like, all of wrestling history was the freaking Al Wilson one, and then he died. <laughs> so, the wedding actually went normal, and then he dies on the honeymoon. Well, I mean, they were, and he was in his tidy ways, so, I mean. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. But that's points. And, believe it or not, Don Mario was not the final entry, it was me. Mmm. So, is y'all winner the Beat It Michael Jackson parody or the ironic Atlantis Morissette parody? Choose your victor. Mm. Man. Choose your champion. Go with the first one. Tom Dickinson with victory. Dan Dahl as your runner-up. And now I'm going to copy and paste Tom's entry. So when I eventually update the archives in about three months, you'll be able to read it. There we go. And that does it. Rona, Rona. Rona, Rona. Say, yeah. 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 <laughs> Rona, Rona. Oh, there's tons of them. It was funny because Weird Al's like, I'm not doing my Corona, and then somebody else did. Of course. Well, he already did a parody of that song, My Bologna. What well, was like Napster, when like any song that was remotely funny was just automatically listed as Weird Al? Oh, yeah, like... Yeah, no, Weird Al doesn't have a song about fucking... Like, Live in La Vida Yoda and the Star Wars Cantina parody. And they're like, that's Weird Al. I'm like, that is decisively not Weird Al. Like, Weird Al did not do a song about beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of songs that are thrown to him, but... Alrighty. Well, that wraps up this week's free show. Of course, if you want to hear more Wrestle Talk for five buckaroos a month, you can hear lots more, including lots of other content. And as promised, I'm going to get you guys out some some more stuff for you to enjoy as patron-exclusive content, including some classic Wrestle Talks. I might start putting those up there. Dude, I just want to rip off Jeff's show and do my own. Ah, oh, don't do that. That's a 
Just appear on the show. Don't rip him off. Jeez. Jeez. I'm rip off your show too. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Actually, Jeff will probably agree with this too. For my show's concept, you can come on at any point and present your own list. We'll just uh it'll be like a guest spot. It'll be called Pex Picks. Oh my god, I like that. <laughs> I've thought of shit, dude. That's that's me. I think of shit and then I don't do it. <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, also, this is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm in a nutshell. I'm stuck in the shell. How did I get in the shell? Okay. Yeah, I've been there. I've, I've been that person. <clears throat> so yes, uh, that wraps up. This special Perry birthday edition. And Glenn, too, I suppose. Glenn, no offense, but my cat's birthday is more important than yours. One of them appeared on the show. No, Perry did not. Lily did. Lily appeared on the show. Peregrine took. (laughs) Alrighty. But uh, happy birthday, Glenn. We miss you. Come back soon, and I know he will actually be back soon because stuff's there's stuff wrapping up. So, but uh, keep doing. Will be wrapped up by this time next week. Uh, parts of Pennsylvania will be reopening. We'll see how that goes. This time next week, we might be open. There you go. See how that uh, works out. But I. I still plan to be cautious until this thing actually goes away, even if everything is open. So. I plan to probably still not leave the house. <laughs> oh, well, that's a nice change. I think I think things need to start reopening as long as people are still extra cautious and take the I agree. Stuff, then, you know. Yeah. I agree, but if you're not being cautious, then screw off, because you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Because so. we've got a lot of locally owned businesses that probably wouldn't survive much longer. And that's what we're doing with our stimulus check is we're doing it. We're going to spend it all on locally owned at locally owned businesses. <laughs> Mine is in my savings account. So, um, because so. my father's been stuck on a job on the road. So all he could do is work all day, every day and not ever come home. So we're actually doing pretty well for a change. As opposed to most people right now. Oh, so, so we're paying it forward to local business owners. Helping other people out. Best we can. Also, uh, Rotten Tomatoes posted that LeBron James, Bugs Bunny, and the Looney Tunes will battle the Monstars on July 16th, 2021 in Space Jam, A New Legacy. I think he revealed the, le- the logo yesterday or something like that. There you go. I wonder if it's going to be like the first one where like he's not a good actor, but there's a couple of scenes where you're just like, holy fuck, that was great. That could be interesting. Will and you realize that he's working with like tennis balls, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and like guys crouching. And you're like, God damn, that was actually a really good scene. <laughs> Yeah, but 
Roger Rabbit's still the most impressive because they were literally acting to nothing. So, anyway, Don going to be the bad guy, which I'm looking forward to. Voice of the bad guy. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's free wrestle talk. The show continues on the VIP experience. For the rest of y'all, we'll see you next week.